Uh, a few months ago when um, Pastor Jim had gave me his schedule for his uh, pulpit supply and asked me to come and, and, and preach this Sunday morning sermon, who knew it would be under these circumstances? But, you know, everything that happens, we got to give God the glory. And if someone would have told me a year ago that, that I'm going to be able to uh, stay home and my kids stay home and we just just hang around and do the things that we wanted to do, hunt and fish and, and, and housework and get caught up on everything, I would have said, sign me up. Um, but, but sometimes we still find ourselves uh, grumbling and we find ourselves uh, trying to find something to do. And even um, sometimes April just wishes I'd hush. And I told Karen uh, earlier this morning that uh, I wasn't um, allowed to talk as much as, as I normally do uh, um, I think they're getting tired of hearing me, but this morning, if, if um, you want to follow along with us, we're going to go to Philippians 4 and 6 um, to start out. It says, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and, and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus. It wasn't but a few uh, weeks ago that I'd set and I'd shared a testimony with a brother uh, from church and, and he said, Clint, you need to tell people about this. And, and I just sort of just brushed it off and hadn't thought a whole lot about it. And, and until um, this coming week, God had just put it on my heart that this needs to be shared. And it's nothing that I did. It, 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 it's all the power of God. And um, several, uh, I think it was about three years ago in, uh, the middle of June, I had, uh, went and we, most of you all know that, that I'm active in, in coaching travel softball and, and we'd had a great week of practice and, and we had went to Ohio and we played and, and, and the girls had played and trust me, they didn't play very good and, and they didn't, uh, <laughs> They couldn't, the girls, it seemed like they had never played before, and I think they had won one game out of seven, and they didn't do very good at all. And as a coach and as a dad, I was very distraught, and I was very upset. And on the drive home, there wasn't too much talking and too much activity on the way home. And it was late at night on a Sunday night, and we was driving home, and I just so happened to go and, uh, uh, I felt my phone, uh, I heard my phone go off and felt my phone vibrate. And as I was driving, I just glanced down and I seen that, that it was someone that I had, uh, previously, uh, went to church with and a church I'd pastored that this lady had messaged me on Facebook. And before long, we had went and, um, I kept looking down at it and it was just, I just felt the um, urgency in my heart to answer her her message, and I, I think we had got gas, and, and I just real quick messaged her, and, and the first thing that come replied back, no more than I had sent uh, a reply to her, it said, "Have you heard the good news?" And I thought, "Now wait a minute, what kind of good news?" And I and I knew that her and her husband, her husband had been trying to get. His disability, he had been injured at work, and he was trying to get it. So I thought, well, maybe that's it. So I said, what good news? And and before long, I found out that it was a scam. Before long, I found out that this person was trying to gather money 
because they had, they told me that they had got a settlement and 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 that they wanted to share the money with me and they they wanted my uh, bank information and and I thought, well, I'm going to see how long this will go. I'm going to see how far I can take this. So I started talking to them and and started uh, just trying to gather information from them and 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 come come to find out that it was a young man and he was. I had called their hand and saying, I don't think you are who you say you are. I don't think that this is the, the person and you've hacked into their account and you're trying to deceive people and, and, and theft is sin. And I actually started preaching to them uh, through text. And a, a, as it transpired, the, they told me that they was in, they was in Africa. And the, the, the young man had told me his name and, and told me that uh, w- what he was in need of and the money that he needed. And I told him that I didn't have money to give, but I had something that would last him e- eternally, that I had some information for him that would, that would last through all eternity. And, and I started telling him the plan of salvation. And he told me, he said, he said, how do you know these things? And I said, tell me where you are. But now we're going to back up two weeks. Prior to that, I'd met or I had talked to a young man that every time, I mean, he, he's a great Christian, don't get me wrong, he's a great Christian man. This man I talked to a few weeks prior, but every time I'm around him, I sort of get the feeling that he may be on a different level with God than me. Let's say it that way. So when he, when he would tell me, he's telling me all these exciting things God's doing in his life, and uh, this man, and, and he's... Uh, from uh he's from west virginia but he's telling me all these great things that's going on in his life and he had i remember he told me that god was sending him to africa on a mission trip and that god was sending him there and that he told me the town where he was going to be at and and i thought man this guy's that all he's got to do is travel the world and here i am working in a coal mine does he got anything else better to do and and i'll admit that jealousy sort of had took hold in our conversation but as i was talking to this young man that had that had went and was trying to scam me of money when i asked him where he was he told me he was in the same town that my friend said he was going to on a mission trip so i asked him i said is this the name of the town and he said yes so i Hurried up and I texted my buddy and I said, are you still here and said the town and in Africa? And he said, yeah. He said, I'm right here right now. And I said, I went back and I, and I texted the guy that was trying to de- deceive me and trying to get money. I said, where are you at? And he said, why? And I said, because I have somebody right there that can pray with you and, and can talk to you and, and that can uh, tell you all these things and show you in God's word all these things. And he told me that he was in a... Um, what he had called a library, but it was actually an internet cafe and that, that he was there. And I texted my friend and I said, do you know where this is? And he said, yes. He said, it's right down the street, right, right. I mean, he said, within walking distance of where I am. I said, I, I, I texted the, 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 the guy that was trying to deceive me. I said, what are you wearing? And he told me, he said, I got a blue shirt on and maroon pants. And the young man's name was David that was trying to deceive me. And I said, I've got someone that is going to be there in 10 minutes to share the gospel with you, to show you in God's word exactly 
what you need. And he said, how can you do these things? And I said, just, just sit tight. So I texted my buddy and I said, this is where he's at. His name is David. This is what he is wearing. Go there. He's ready to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and he wants someone to pray with him. Well, my friend, he, he, he left and he went down the street and the next thing I knew, I'd done pulled over uh, beside the road and April had started driving and the next thing I know, I get a FaceTime from my buddy and he's sitting with David and he's telling him about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When does that ever happen to someone? How does that happen unless that is through God? Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious. In other words, it says, don't, don't be self-centered. Don't, 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 don't worry about what, what's going on. This young man was trying to deceive someone, trying to get help. He said that he, he told me the story that his family was sick and he actually needed money and this was the only way that, that there was not a whole lot of work in his town and that the actual computer he was on, he had actually used someone else's login and, and was, he was just a common thief that this is the what he did every single day of his life to get by. So after one chance encounter of me being very judgmental with my friend, thinking, well, look at him. He's like, every time I see him, he's got this great big thing that he's going for and, and that God's sending him somewhere. And, and oftentimes, uh, pardon the expression, but when I'd see him coming, I'd be like, oh my God, here he comes. Because he'd always have something exciting to say, and here I am stuck in Little Boone County. But that encounter showed me one thing. That no matter what's going on in your life, you, you may look at it as doom and gloom, but God can use it. He, he tells us, he says, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Friends, each and everything we do, each and everything that's going on in our life, if we would uh, look up if we would uh, look around and see that God is working in our lives. Some of us may be getting bored to the point where we're trying to uh, wishing everything, wishing uh, the state would be opened back up and wishing we could go to work or we could go to school. But listen, if you're sitting with your family and you're able to enjoy that precious time with your family and you're able to, to, to get things done, listen, give praise unto God. Luke chapter uh, 12, we know this, uh, we have it seared into our memory, but he says, consider the ravens or consider the fowl of the air. They do not sow or they, they do not reap, they uh, do not uh, uh, have a storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds of the air? How much more valuable are us? And listen, uh, ravens or fowl of the air can't go and tell somebody about Jesus Christ. They can't go and witness and tell someone about a risen Savior. But yet God takes care of them. Oftentimes in our life, and, and I say it time and time again, oftentimes in our life we want to, to, to uh, look down on someone or, or, or write someone off. But the fowl of the air, they do not reap. What do they do for God? 
I promise you, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how uh, bad your life is, if you would have went outside this morning, no matter what is going on this morning, I promise you, you would have heard the birds chirping. You would have heard the birds singing praise. And then the writer goes on here in Luke, he says, consider the wildflowers or consider the lilies. They do not labor, they do not spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? The lilies, they are beautiful, and oftentimes here at church we'll have the centerpiece of flowers up, and oftentimes somebody will make an announcement that thanking so-and-so for doing the flowers, but how many of us take the time to actually look at them in all their splendor? Not too many weeks ago we was noticing that Easter lilies was sprouting up out of the ground, and Probably in the last few weeks, we mowed them down with weed eaters. God has a plan for each and every one of us. No matter how little or how great you think your job is that God has assigned to you or, or, or the will of God is in your life, listen, each and every one of us have something special that God has called us to do. From the one that, 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 that makes the flowers, from the one, from the one that uh, makes this broadcast available to the ones that sing to, to no matter what you do, the food pantry, the diaper pantry, whatever it may be, God has called you to do a great work in His name. Just like the chance encounter with my friend that, that I seen him coming and I didn't want to talk to him. I, I knew that he was going uh, uh, to, to, to try to out-church me or try to tell me how great God was working in his life and, and and I really didn't want to pay attention to him. But that one day I paid attention and I, and I caught the name of, of the town he was going to. And by that, we realized that a soul was saved. God tells us that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He tells us that he'll, he's there to stick closer to us than a brother. That he'll never leave us or never forsake us. But oftentimes we get caught up in the things of our own lives and we look around and we realize that we think that we've got it worst among all. Church family, those of you that are watching, those of you that are listening, God is still on the throne this morning. God is still there. The same God that sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross of Calvary for you and I, that, 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 that same Lord and Savior is right here with us today, and He's calling us to do just a few things. He's calling us to advance His kingdom, to witness for Him. Whatever opportunity, whenever you have any opportunity to tell people about a risen Savior, He wants us to take advantage of it. I'm not bragging on me, but what if I would have never answered that text? What if I would have never if I would have just denied it and thought they're scamming me, I'm not doing it. I think of that oftentimes, and my wife, she she oftentimes thinks I'm I'm crazy because I, everyone I get now, I'll start telling them about Jesus Christ. I get a telemarketer calling and, and, and 
the first thing I do is start telling people about Jesus, and they've got a choice to hang up or to listen. Most of the time they hang up, but he tells us, he goes on further and he says, and he finishes verse 28, he says, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, how much more will God, or how much more will be clothed you? You of little faith, and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all these things. Your father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and these things will be given unto you as well. If everything we do in our life, if everything we do, uh, uh, every single moment, every single Thing is not for ourselves, but is to advance God's kingdom. Could you imagine how much better things would be? Could you could you imagine that that? And now listen, I've met people that you come up to them, and when I was lost, I didn't want to be around them because I knew I was going to hear about Jesus Christ. When I was lost and undone, there were certain people that I would avoid because I didn't want to see them. Sometimes I have to ask myself, what side of that am I still on? If someone, now I'm not saying to belittle that person because they don't go to church, and I'm not saying to shame that person. I'm saying there was people in my life that I knew loved the Lord and that they loved me so much that I was almost uncomfortable around them, that they was almost too nice and I realized that they was doing it for one reason, because they loved Jesus Christ and they was abiding in what he told us to do. They was seeking God's kingdom first. And they was realizing if they did that, then everything they did, everything they needed would be given unto them. There's probably not a person listening today that has not just received some miracle in their life. Most of you all know that I've been out of work since December, and if you would have told me in September of last year that, Clint, you're going to get laid off in December and probably not going to work for six or seven months, but you'll be okay. You won't have to want for anything. I'll admit, even being called to deliver God's Word, called to preach God's Word, that I would have probably had some doubt in my mind. How am I going to make it? How, how are we going to do it? Well, without work, how are we going to, how are we going to pay this and how are we going to pay that? But I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on our God that I've not wanted for anything. There's not been a morning that I've woke up and, and, and looked and not had anything to eat. There's not been a morning that I've got up or, or, or a day that I've went through my day and realized, boy, if I had this, where I need this. Every one of my needs have been supplied. Do I have everything I want? No, didn't have it when I was working. Because the more I made, the more I wanted. But God has took care of us. And through this whole COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you may want to call it, God has took care of 
each and every one of us. And He will continue to do so. Just think, it wasn't but a few months ago. No, I can't look at your face and I can't see you, but it wasn't but a few months ago that some of us was getting up on Sunday morning and probably didn't want to get up and go to church. I could ask you to raise your hand and probably never see you. But how many of you that are watching today and how many of you that, that, that are within the, able to hear my voice would get up on Sunday morning and think, I'd love to just sleep in two more hours. I would love to sleep in one more hour. How many of you on Wednesday nights would be like, is it Wednesday night already? And have to come to church. And now you're sitting at your home wanting to be here. You're hungry for, for, for fellowship. You're hungry uh, uh, to be with the congregation. And we know that when we come back, we're going to have to do things different. But listen, just to see your smiling face will be a blessing. So, remember, do not worry. God will supply your needs in everything you do. Advance His kingdom. Everything you do, do it for the glory of God. There's no chance meetings. There's no just, well, that was luck. God's in control. God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. No matter what is going on, God is in the scenes working. God is behind the scenes working. God is behind the scenes right now working on your behalf. For those that love Him, for, for His children, He is working right now. So no matter what's going on, sitting in your homes or wherever you may be, just remember, God is there. Jesus will stick closer to you than a brother. He will always be there. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to you, we realize that we just want to be a humble servant. Lord, we realize that, that, that we are nothing without you and that, that, that you have called us just to uh, deliver a message this morning that, Lord, that, that, that may not have made sense to anyone. Lord, but we realize that we ourselves have received a blessing just to realize what you have done in our own lives. Lord, those that are watching, those that, that, that are able to hear this message, uh, that, that are able to hear it live or late, able to hear it later in the week, Lord, we ask that just one part of it be a blessing, that, that people realize that you are in control, that you do have, uh, 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 as the little children, we think it's a, uh, a children's song that you have the whole world in your hands, but Lord, we realize you do, that you have everything in control, and we ask that we lean on you and not to our own understanding. Lord, I love you, and may your word go out and not return void. Lord, I love you, and I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.